Hello, everybody. Welcome to Health Chatter and our episode on community engagement. And our listeners are lucky today because they get just Clarence and I jawing about this particular issue. And um, it's got a lot of a lot of traction of late, but uh, we'll get into that in a minute. First of all, I'd like to um, thank our illustrious uh, gang who produces this show. There's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes on with the uh, the development of a uh, podcast and we're getting better at it, I think. And hopefully you, our listeners are, are thinking that as well. Aaron Collins and Maddie Levine-Wolf are our two researchers who do background research for us on the topics that we discuss on our shows. And you would think that, you know, Clarence and I, we've been in this environment a long time, but boy, they come up with some good, good background information for us that uh, pertinent, up-to-date background information that's really useful. And then, of course, there's uh, Matthew Campbell, who, who knows all the, the bells and whistles and production aspects of, of these shows. And um, we couldn't do it with, without him as well. He does all the editing, he does sound checks, he, he checks in on all the different types of methods in order to make our, our shows better. And uh, thank you to all of you. you. The three of you are special. And then of course, as a special person, my, my, my dear colleague, and friend, uh, Clarence Jones, who, um, boy, all these years that we've been in health, healthcare and involved in health, Clarence, um, you know, it's just special having good colleagues. You know, it's just, it's really nice. Somebody who you trust and who you can, you can um, discuss certain things with. And we certainly have over the years. And so it's been right. a pleasure, really a pleasure working with you. You're, you're great. You're absolutely great. And then of course uh, there's Human Partnership, which is um, a sponsor of our uh, podcast. They're a great group that um, provides information from the, from the community level. And thank you to, to them for helping us uh, make this podcast successful as well. So let's kick this off. Uh, community engagement. Clarence, give me your thought on this one. I mean, just, you know, overall, where, where, what do you think about this concept of community engagement? Well, you know, Sam, I think that, thank you, first of all, I thank, uh, thank you for, you know, deciding to do this program because that's one of the things that I'm, I'm most interested in, which is community engagement. But when I think about community engagement, I think about it's where you get the, um, the vested partners working together in order to make the community from my perspective, healthier. It is a, a, a process whereby people are empowered to address issues, they're empowered to, uh, to ask questions, they're empowered to, uh, to seek uh, solutions, but more importantly, they are uh, engaged in working together to make sure that uh, the behavior or make sure that the particular disease or the particular um, item that we're looking at is, is addressed. So that's a, that's a kind of a broad view, but it, it's really what I think about community engagement. It's where people feel like they, that they're part of the solution. 
Yeah, I think there's really, I think that's a common denominator, part of the of the solution, I think it is, is key. Let me um, give you, give our listeners um, a definition of community engagement that, that was developed by the, the Centers for Disease Control. And they define it as the process of working collaboratively with groups of people who are affiliated by geographic proximity, special interests, or similar situations with respect to issues affecting their well-being. Okay, there's a lot of stuff within that. But um, so keep that, listeners, keep that that definition in your head as as we proceed with um, our discussion here. Now we have questions and ideas. Let's let's start getting these things out here. Um, first of all, is community engagement kind of an academic or public health terminology, so to speak, that frankly, those of us that have been involved in that world these years can embrace? But does the communities or the public embrace that? What do you think, Claire? Well, you know, what do you I, think I, on that? Yeah. I, I think the community wants to embrace that. Uh, I, I believe that the community believes that it has uh, 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 answers to the questions that are being asked. The community definitely is invested in becoming healthier. Uh, but I think that part of the uh, the, the the way of uh, the way that we operate sometimes is that we have these the, we have these words that we throw out, but we don't necessarily have the same understanding of the terminology. So when I think about community engagement from a academic perspective, sometimes I think it's about checking off of a box, checking off a box, say, well, we asked a couple of persons to do this, or a researcher would say, well, we had to ask people to do it. It doesn't necessarily mean that they, I should say like this, it doesn't mean that they necessarily wanted to hear the, uh, the answers that people gave, but it was something that they had to do. And I think that the community is saying, like, you're asking us these questions and we do have a, a, uh, a response to them, but we don't necessarily believe that we're being heard. So I think yeah. we talk about community engagement, but we have to look at what is the real intention of that particular function. So, I'm, I, you know, I'm trying not to be too technical, but the reality is that, you know, we talk about it. But what does it really mean? And I think that that's one of the things that we can get into. Yeah, so, you know, it basically isn't an academic exercise or a professional exercise that the communities understand what we're talking about, okay? Inherently, they might, but us just calling it that might not ring a bell, okay? So let me give you a couple of an example, well, an example here. So at the Department of Health, when I when I was there, um, and we were we were developing a uh, a state plan, strategic plan around cardiovascular health and diabetes, and and you can imagine, um, at least historically, that was around prevention, acute treatment, mm -hmm. disease management, measurement. Um, new things that we have to keep in, in mind going forward in the future, et cetera. Okay, halfway through the process, some of the people in our focus group said, you know what? 
we need to focus around community engagement. And it, it basically caused the planning process to do a total 180. Exactly. Okay? It's just like, wait a minute. Aren't, we assume that we're engaging people. All right, so then we went into this whole process of identifying populations that are at higher risk for, for diabetes and cardiovascular and trying to, quote, engage them. Now, and we did identify some, some people in some organizations, which by the way, I know Clarence is, a, is, that's one of the questions that you have. Who do we invite into this conversation to get communities engaged? So let's start there. Who do we invite, Clarence? Like I pick a pick a population. I don't care, African American, because you're well you're you're well aware of that population. Who do we invite? Well, one of the things that I think in my particular work, what I do is I try to invite people who have a long positive history in being engaged in the issue. Uh, one of the things that happens for me is that uh, when I uh, when I talk about how do we help our communities become healthier, there are people in our communities that have for a long period of time, they have been invested in, in these particular issues, but they haven't necessarily had their voices heard. So for me, in terms of how I engage community, uh, how I do community engagement, mm -hmm. is to find people that have been working on these issues for a long time and have, a, uh, have, have some success in terms of making some changes. And I invite those people to the table and say to them, you know, we're working on this issue and how can we work together in order to make this, to address this issue. So for me, the whole idea about who we invite to the table, and I'm just talking about from a personal perspective, everybody has their own way of doing it, yeah. is that you have to figure out, you know, uh, what you're trying to do. And then you have to figure out who are your real allies in terms of addressing those issues. Yeah, so... Um... Inherent in what you were you were just saying is the idea of action. Mm -hmm. All right. So, for instance, one question I have, and I'm still trying to get the answer to it. It's like, okay, we have to do community engagement. Blah 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 blah. Okay. How do we know we've engaged them? Who has the power to decide that the engagement has happened? At what point do you say, okay, we've engaged everybody and now let's move forward with, with the action. Do you have any thoughts on that? I do, Stan. One of the things that, that, that really is interesting to me is that when, when researchers get together or community gets together, we, we make these big plans and we say, this is what we're going to accomplish. But that's not the way life works. You know, I, I believe that a lot of people need to understand that in community work, it's very organic as you start to look at a lot of these issues, you know, the way that you think that they are, whenever you get other people's input into it, there's gonna be some changes that's gonna be made. And you have to be comfortable with, with, uh, with accepting those changes because all the changes are not necessarily negative. I think that's one of the, the biggest problems that we have in this whole topic about community engagement is that everybody is afraid of losing their space or their, their mm. uh, their, their uh, uh, position around Her these voice. topics because, right, because we're the experts, we know. I mean, you talk to the community members, they say, well, we're the experts, we know, you don't know. I'm like, you're fighting about something that 
it's going to take all of us working together to make it happen. And so for me, it has to be a change of mind or change of, of position to, to accept the fact that we don't know everything and that we have to work collaboratively, which is a big word, which you know people throw out a lot. Like, well, we're, we're collaborating. No, a lot of times you're just networking. A lot of times you just cooperate. You're not, you're not collaborating. You don't care about my interests like I don't care about your interests. And, and that's what you have to have in a collaboration. I have to be as much invested in you as you are in me. And so yeah. part, of, part of what happens with, with, uh, with many organizations is that you're there for a specific reason. Many times it's just for the money. Many times it's just for the, you know, just for the uh, uh, publicity. And so for me, community engagement, if you really, I think if you're really smart about it, you'd understand the power of working together. And that I think is not something that people are necessarily comfortable with. You know, you mentioned the word organic, which I think is kind of the key to this. You know, maybe mm -hmm. another another way of saying that it's it's more process oriented. It isn't necessarily driven by a um, a succinct form of measurement. Okay, mm -hmm. it 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 flows. It it you go with the flow, and I think that's if I, if I'm hearing you right, Clarence, that word organic lends itself to that, that kind of, of, of thinking. So, you know, when, well, see, when I would, well, go ahead. Well, see, yeah. Let me say this, let me say this. When you and I first met, uh, we met at a Blue Cross Blue Shield event someplace right there. We just sat down and we just started talking. You told me what you thought, I told you what I thought. You told me what you, what you meant by the word, I told you what I meant by the word. And out of that honest dialogue came the opportunity that we are sharing today that after all these many years, after all these many years, we still understand that we are two individuals who have different, uh, different life experiences, but we have a commonality in terms of trying to look at how do we, how do we authentically engage community in becoming healthy. You identified from the very beginning that you were concerned about the African-American community and cardiovascular health. So am I. But how you came at it was different than how I came at it. But I had to learn about you and you had to learn about me. But we had to be in that place where we could have those, those, those honest dialogues and discussions in a way that would actually create the kind of, of, of situation that we're in right now. So I think that, 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 you know, in all of this whole thing around community engagement, it really does get to the point about what is your real intention in terms of being engaged with the community? Is it because, you know, you really care? Is it because you're really curious? Is it because you, you really think that you have a solution and you need people to help you to prove that? I mean, you have to really take a real deep dive into yourself and understand why do you want to do what you want to do? And that's one of the things that I talk about with this whole process is that uh, we decided very from the very beginning that we were going to, to work with folk who self-identified, because that's important. You know, you self-identify why you want to do what you want to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, so so that, that's one of the things for me. And I and I and I say you have to be you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. You know, it's you know what I, you know, maybe we got engaged at that at that Blue Cross meeting well those years ago, and now we're married. And and how it is that that happened was um, I knew if I needed to um, embrace 
the African American community. There's no better person, professional person, colleague, friend to, in, to engage with than Clarence. Okay, because we created that trusting dialogue relationship that's going on to this day, to this very, I, very day. And I appreciate that. And I think that I've been around cardiovascular health, but what I am is I'm somebody that understands that you all are authentic in your desire to help my community. And I can find other people who are much more equipped. I mean, that's how we got with Dr. Brewer. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, 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 you self-identified that you wanted to to address the issues of the African American community and cardiovascular health. You did that 10 or 11, 12 years before we ever met Dr. Brewer. It took us that time. It took us that time to find the right person in order to make this thing happen. And yeah, so I think yeah. that so you many times, point. I think so many times in community in, in community engagement, people think like you can just walk out there and just pick any old body. And it's going to work, and it doesn't work like that. And sometimes, it, you know, it's it's hard because people are saying like, "Well, I have this, this period of time to do this project. If it's not done within this period of time, then you know, there's something wrong." But I, I'm just saying that for me, in terms of community engagement, there's so many different factors that you can, you have to think about, and you have to be okay with, and you have to understand that it doesn't necessarily happen on your timeline. You know, and that's for the community as well as for the academic or the researcher. But you got to be okay with that. Yeah. But if you do that, if you do that, your success is just going to skyrocket. And that's what I think a lot of people haven't understood about our work. You know, I I have asked people in in the past whether or not community engagement is the wrong terminology. I wonder whether or not community ownership is better. And here's where I'm coming from. In the past, when we would implement new programmatic initiatives in a community, I could say it was you know, a great idea or whatever, but unless a particular community owns the problem, owns the problem in a way that they believe there should be action done, it could be stagnant. Yet, I realized over the years that it might be stagnant for a while, but then all of a sudden ownership is owned. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, they decide, wow, we need to do this now. So timing also becomes a, um, a crucial variable when you're dealing with community engagement. Some of us might think that there's a reason to do whatever it is now, where the community might think it needs to be later. So um, let, me, let me throw in a couple of other ideas here. Um, how do we do it? How do we do community engagement? Where do we do it? With who? And how often? What are your what are your feelings on that, Clarence? Well, I think I think what part of the, the conversation that we have to have is, you know, how do we do it? Where do we do it? I think you have to find the right partners. Uh, part of that, like I said before, is really being clear about what it is that you want, uh, what it is that you can 
uh, what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And then take a real honest look at the timeline, the time zone in which you'll be able to do it in. And so there are some factors that are very, very important for us to, to really look at in terms of this work. So is there a reason to um, totally community engage before you proceed with action? One more time, what was that question again? Is there a reason to community engage before you actually proceed with action? I think that the key piece, stand in terms of community engagement uh, before you proceed to action really is to establish a authentic relationship. Without an authentic relationship, I mean, you can do stuff, but that's all you're gonna be doing is stuff. You're not gonna be getting, you're not gonna be getting um, the activities or you're not gonna be getting the outcomes that you're looking for. So it's very important for me, I think, in terms of this whole process is that you have to really be really clear about what you're trying to accomplish before you get started. And then once you do that, then I think that you're able to, uh, to get the kind of outcome that you're looking for. So, all right, let's, let's, let's pick an issue, okay? okay. Um, uh, hypertension, sure. okay, which is, which is a problem for many, many people. Right. Um, and it certainly is a problem in the, um, in the African-American population. So if I came to you, Clarence, and said, okay, we really need to help you guys and we need to, to do something. I mean, we've got to, let's say we have a chunk of chain to do whatever. Mm -hmm. What would you do? I would, I would cut, frankly, I would have come to you, Clarence, and I would have asked that same, that very question. And it's like, okay, help me. All right, come on. I want to help you. You help me. What do we do to get the, the ball rolling here? Well, first of all, one of the things that I would do would be first is to, to create a community forum or focus group where we could talk about what are the issues around cardiovascular health in our community. I would do that in order to find out who in the community is engaged in the process. And then I would find out how, how we might be able to work together, how I might introduce you to them uh, based on, on, on how they self-identify what they're interested in doing and based on what you, what you have identified as being important for them. See, the key piece for me in terms of community engagement is getting the right people at the table. And, and how do you get them? Where do you well, find them? How do you identify well, yeah, them? Well, here, here, this is why I go back to our story, Stan. You came to me when we first met and you self-identified very quickly what you wanted to do. That gave me a real clear idea about how to address uh, the issue. It gave me a clear idea about how I felt about the issue. And then it gave me an idea about what, I, what we could do together to, to do the issue. Yeah. And... I suppose you could consider us a success story. You know, I, I think on this podcast and on, on previous shows, I mentioned a, um, an Einstein quote that I, that I carry with me. You know, not everything that counts can be counted and not everything that is counted counts. Boy, is that true when, when it comes to um, community engagement? Because if you're, if you're in the ballgame of counting, 
or um, frankly getting outcomes measurements or, or what have you around the concept of community engagement, you're gonna be frustrated because it takes a long time to establish good trusted relationships with, with colleagues, with individuals and with particular communities and communities engage differently. One community can engage one way and another community can engage another way. Like for instance, um, African-American gentlemen can engage and correct me if I'm wrong, Clarence, for instance, in barbershops. Okay, exactly. they, can, they can engage with each other there. I'm yeah, not so, and I, uh, you know, I'm not so sure there are other other groups that do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, every every group is different. Every group has its own way of uh, thinking about the issue. And but I do think that once again, Stan, when we start talking about community engagement, you really have to figure out who are the real allies and who are the people that are really in alignment with you. One of the things that bothers me a lot of times in terms of how community people engage with community is that there are people who are always known, always out front, and everybody goes to them and they think that they can do everything for everybody and that's not true. I mean, the same thing we talked about a little bit earlier, even with you, is that you can come to me and say, Clarence, I have, I have confidence in you. I have to be mature enough, secure enough to make sure that I don't try to be a spokesperson for every issue that occurs in our community. I have to help you find people that can help us address the issue that we're that we're talking about. Yeah, um, let me talk about how we link our communities at a local level with more mm -hmm. of a state and um, national level. Let let's let's look at national. Okay, okay. so and we're going to be taught. We're going to be having. Um, a good colleague of ours, Nico Pronk, on this show, who was um, one of the assistant uh, coordinators of Healthy People 2030, the objectives for the nation. Okay. okay. Now, how is it that at a local level, we can engage at a national level so that there's some consistency with what goes on at the local level vis-a-vis -vis the, the national level. That's engagement at a kind of a, a macro level. Any thoughts on that? Well, I, I think, Sam, here, here's the deal. A lot of times things are done on a national level, they don't necessarily get down to the local level. I think people at the local level many times, and I, I'm speaking about from a community perspective, we don't even understand what's going on at the national level. So there's not, there's a miscommunication that's that's occurring as a result of people being in their silos and not understanding the bigger picture. You know, there's a there's a there's there's that, that thing when I talk about community engagement, anytime people are thinking about, well, I just want to get my agenda uh, addressed. And there's so many different ways to address the agenda, but not open to ideas that you're not open. You're breaking up. That you're trying to do. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Okay. If you're, not, if you're not, if you're not conveying that what the national uh, objectives are to the local level, we're going to continue to be missed, and that's really what we've been doing. We've been missing. We've been missing a lot of the uh, 
the work that could be done collectively because we're working All on right. cells. Clarence, you're breaking up. I'm sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, speak right into the microphone. Okay, can you hear me now? Yep, okay, much clearer, okay. much clearer, All right. okay. All right. So, so, so let's try that again. So what say that what what you said again? Yeah, I think from a, from a from a from a national level, many times people are they have these objectives, but they're not necessarily conveyed to the local level. And part of that is why we keep missing uh, the objectives that that are being that are being put forth. Uh, there has so much miscommunication between. So I shouldn't say a miscommunication. Well, there, there, there is, there is uh, miscommunication, but there's also the, the lack of, of, of communicating very clearly how people can be a part of what's going on on a national level from a local level. You know, or people from the local level don't feel like they, they have the, 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 the tools in order to be able to help to address the, the national level. Yeah. Um, or, or frankly, they might feel intimidated. Exactly. I mean, you know, because, you know, you, you talked a little bit earlier, you know, we talk about a lot of times about community engagement and we use words and words are very powerful. And sometimes we're saying the same thing. We're just using different words. And I think that part of what people have to be comfortable with is that I might use a certain word. Like we talked before about the whole issue about diabetes, you know, in the African-American community for a long time, you know, diabetes was called sugars. You know, you got the sugars. You know, you can call it diabetes, you know, and so when you don't, when you're not utilizing the same, uh, the same language or you don't, you don't try to understand how people use words, then you're, you're, you're often going to miss, you know, what you're trying to, to accomplish. So let's talk about community engagement across. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is um, we in Health Chatter obviously want to embrace community engagement with a health focus. But sure. frankly, if you bring up community engagement, my goodness, you could talk about community engagement as it relates to education, as right. it relates to climate, as it relates right. to policy development, as it relates right. to X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Right. Okay. So specifically mm -hmm. it for health chatter, how is it that, um, first of all, what should mm -hmm. we be engaging on? Mm -hmm. Who should be part of that conversation? Should it be you in your community? Should it be us in, you know, at the professional level? Should it be mm -hmm. representatives from health plans? Should it be policymakers? I mean, I mean, where do you stop? I mean, that onion, the layers of that onion can right. get huge. Okay, right. where do you start? Or maybe you start just at the core and then just keep building. Thoughts on that? Well, you know, Stan, I think that I think that the reality is what you're saying is very true. There are so many factors that are involved in terms of, of health. But you have to have people who understand who take who are taking a look at the the what I call the, the public health perspective of it. You know, people sometimes get stuck into the I'm either the biomedical or I'm the public health or I'm just the research, you know what I mean? And all these things, as you just said, all these things overlap and overlay each other. And so it's important for us to understand that it's just not, it's just not one. All of us are gonna to have to work together in order to make that happen. But in order to do that, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, I mean, I, there, there, there are a lot of times when you when you talk, Stan, sometimes you, you can throw out some data, you can throw out some, you know, something on my I don't know, I don't know what that means, you know, but but the reality is is that I, I have enough confidence in you uh, for you to believe what you're saying, but then I can go back later and check it out. 
you know, but, but I'm uncomfortable with some things that go on, but at the same time, I have to be uncomfortable because there's some things that I don't understand. But I do know that it's going to take all of those things in order to make us a healthier community. I need the data. That's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why we we talk so much about the fact that you know in in our community we have depended so long on just the narrative. We talk about how we feel and things like that. But researchers and academic and governmental people, you want data. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I I, I got to be uncomfortable and get you the data so that you can understand what my narrative is. You know, you bring up a, a really good point because to a certain extent, you know, uh, you know, for, for listeners, you know, I was involved at, at, at the state health department and at the state health department in cardiovascular, we received these grants, these big grants from the Centers for Disease Control. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the Center for Disease Control, guess what? They have their agenda. Exactly. Their agenda is to try to give out money to states across the country in order to affect change, hopefully and measurably Mm -hmm. with a way Mm -hmm. that they can report back to guess who? Congress. Okay. That yes, indeed, we made a difference. Okay. So then we get the grant at, at, at a health department or what have you, and we become the kind of the go between between the funder right. on one end, who's got their agenda, where we are, what we think is right, just because of our, our communication and partnerships with the uh, community, and then the community mm. themselves. And the community themselves could say, you know what, the hell with that. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't agree with what CDC is asking us to do, the heck with it. Mm. And guess what? Then we're stuck, okay? It took, frankly, it took me years where I was able to go to CDC with knowledge from people like you, Clarence, and Mm -hmm. a community that you represented and said, listen, if you really want to know what it is that needs to be done in order to help a particular community, here here it is. Right out of the the mouth of babes, here it is. And then they adjust their thinking. But... That, that process is also an engagement process. How is it that you can engage a funder with right. the needs of a community? Right. And there's right. all, oftentimes a, an incredible disconnect. So Sam, let me, let me see, let me, let me, yeah, you bring up a really great point. So, so the, 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 key, the key piece is this, is that you're right. There is government work and there is, there is, uh, 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 you know, like we said, we talked about silos. We talked about people who have different functions. One of the things that we have tried to do in terms of authentic community engagement really is to make sure that we are engaged in a way in which the funders, the governmental agencies, the community are involved collectively in this conversation about really what is needed. Uh, the, the, the key piece is that the key piece for me, you know, in terms of the work that I do is that I understand that it took me a while, like you, it took me a while to get that. You know, I think, you know, you know, we do the kumbaya kind of stuff and, you know, everybody was giving money out for kumbaya. But I yeah. remember, I remember one time I, I was telling somebody, I said, there's going to come a, there's going to come a point in time in which uh, governmental agencies are not going to give money to people just because they happen to be people of color. 
or this or that, you know what I'm saying? And I really, I got, I got some real, real hate behind that. You know, but I but I was at that point where I started to realize that it's it's going to take the data. I mean, we talk about the data, we talk about collecting authentic uh, information so that people can make uh, can so that decisions can be made. But we also have to make sure that we're asking the right questions. Okay, so the the point in terms of of having people like you, having people like me, bringing in people from the, from the community. And again, like I said, I don't represent the entire community. And in fact, I'm very clear in terms of the work that I do is that I, I'm, a, I'm a collaborator. You know, there are lanes that I'm definitely not gonna go down. I mean, like I said, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna give nobody no shots. You know what I mean? And so you have to understand what your role is. And, and for me, the role for me uh, in my work is to find the people that can really answer the questions honestly to researchers and to the governmental agencies like you. And give trusted information. Correct. You know, I know that, you know, what's coming out of Clarence's mouth can be trusted um, because he's got the experience behind him. He's got the connections within the community. Um, he's engaged with his friends in 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 a community, and that that's worth its weight in gold. It's my, I, I don't have that. I don't but have you know, that. Yeah, but you know what, Sam? The, the thing about and I appreciate the fact that you value me and you value my uh, you know my opinion and things like that. But I but I'm also mindful that it's important for you to hear directly from other people besides me. You know, and I think that's what happens sometimes is that, you know, uh, in certain organizations, you know, you get this one person and that one person speaks for everybody. And I'm real clear about that. You know, if you're talking about authentic engagement, you talk about community that works, you just can't have one person that speaks for everything. Now, you may be comfortable with that one person, but it's uh, those people that make you uncomfortable that may really help you to get to the solution that you need. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about uh, conflict in a sense of, of destructive conflict. I'm just talking about people that will tell you truth, they'll speak truth to you or tell you what you need to know. I think part of what has has probably uh, bothered me, and, I, and I'm just going to just really go out on a, on a limb here, but part of what has bothered me has been, especially in Minnesota, has been the fact that uh, usually there in many of these communities, there's a one and the only that people go to all the time. And I am uh, very concerned about those things. And I think it's important that we that we try to figure out who are the other people in the community that can make a difference. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, um, certainly if I had a, a question about uh, the community that, that you're in, Clarence, I, I, I would start with you, but I, I certainly would, would hope that it doesn't end with you. Uh, there's, there's many voices that, that need to be heard. Here's, a, here's maybe a final question around community engagement that, okay. I, think, that I think is really important, is immediacy, okay. immediacy of an issue. You know, God forbid, and, and God knows we've, we've seen too much of this, gun violence. We've talked right. about this in, in a previous show. Right. I believe, and, and maybe, and hopefully, maybe there's hope behind what I'm saying here, that communities, plural, mm -hmm. get engaged when there's an immediacy of a problem. Mm -hmm. 
Do you do you sense that? I believe that that should happen. I, I, but I think that that you know, like I was saying against Sam, is that we know a lot of these issues are reoccurring issues or things that have been happening for a long time, mm-hmm. and we we have unfortunately. Unfortunately, we have people in our community that have been working for a long time around these issues uh, who are effective, but they're just not known. And so it's people like us that it's people like us that that says, okay, we have this issue. How do we create a space where these voices can be heard? And when those voices are heard, then they have the chance to speak to the issue in a way in which we might have some, some viable solutions. Yeah. The problem, the problem that that in terms of community engagement is that many times when we talk about community engagement, a lot of people, um, a lot of people think that when you go into have a community conversation, there's got to be a lot of, of uh, vocal, uh, <laughs> vocal scaling up. And I don't believe that. I think that we can have conversations about these issues, even though we're emotional about them. We still have to understand what is the what is the what is the result that we want to get. And I think that there is, that's why I talk about the whole issue around having the narrative as well as the data. You know, once you have those, put those two, two, two things together, then you're able to have some kind of, uh, some kind of commonality where you can work from. I'm as concerned about, about violence as you are. I, I want my family to be safe, like, like I want your family to be safe. You know, but but the only way that that's going to happen, Stan, in terms of this whole process, is we're going to have to work together as a community to make that happen. Otherwise, you know, we're going to we're going to just continuously be this this uh, going to be a, the dysfunctional society. You know, yeah, everything it's not, that in that out. case, it's not just one community; it's exactly. all of us, right? All of us, right. uh, frankly, individually, individually, and in the in the communities that that we are in. So um, one final thought here is this, Um, plans, strategic plans or Mm -hmm. uh, health related plans can get Mm -hmm. really, really bogged down um, to the point where a plan isn't developed or it's so, it takes so long to get it going. Mm -hmm. Is it reasonable to say in a particular plan that um, we've had discussions and ongoing um, discussions with various communities in the development of this plan and the plan going forward will continue Mm -hmm. to embrace those communities and engage those communities as we roll out the action that we have come up with to this point. Does that, is that a reasonable thing to put in a plan? That, you know what, that, that, that's, that's that, uh, so we're friends, so I can tell you this. That's mm-hmm. that governmental talk uh, yep. that, that, yeah, that that's happened. that's true. But okay, okay, but so here, here, here's what I say is that in these plans that are being developed, there are low hanging fruits. There are things that people can see accomplished. But the other part about it is that, you know, when, say, when, when people start talking, you know, like, well, we'll keep ongoing. I'm saying have specific dissemination points where you come back to the community and say, this is where we're at with the process. You know, this is not going to happen Great overnight. Point. Yeah, no, no, this, this is not going to happen overnight. And so, but, but, the, but the key piece that people are missing in terms of community engagement is the fact that they don't report back on a timely basis. So people think that they're, they're being played. Or it's lost. 
it's lost. And I think yeah. that that's, that, that's what's wrong. That's and, a great you know, point. And, you know, in, in terms of this whole work. And so people have to understand that even if you don't have anything, even if it's like, like, look, we're still working on this, but we are here to answer any questions that you might have. Yeah, yeah. You know, so ongoing communication. Oh, it has to be. Has to be. It's key. It's absolutely right. key. Okay. Um, we always end health chatter shows with, um, right. you know, what can we do? Well, you just mentioned right. one for sure. Right. Um, any other thoughts? Yeah, you know what, Sam, I think, I think yeah, what I really want people to understand about community engagement is that this is real tough work. This is not easy. It's not easy to get up and, 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 and to, you know, to, to do this kind of thing, but it's worth it. I feel like whenever Thank I Thank you. I, That's a great statement. Yeah, it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's worth it. And, and whenever we can get together and we can really help people to get to the next level, you know, I feel good, you know, and so... Anytime I can help a younger person become engaged in public health or, you know, find their voice around helping their community, I feel good. You know Me what I'm saying? Too. Me too. And so yeah. I think that's what, I, and, I, and I think that's what drives us or guides us in terms of this work is that we know that, that we care and that's why we do what we do. We also yeah. know that we want, we want a better world. That's why we do what we do. And that's what Health Chatter is about. It's about yeah, making we, sure it's, that we do driven. We're driven by that, it is. that caring it is. aspect. It is. You know, at, is. The end, at the end of the day, no matter what, what work we're involved with in the health arena, we should right. all feel as though we made some kind of a difference that particular day. It could be exactly. big. It could be small. It doesn't right. matter. It's moving right. us forward and that, exactly. that that is the key exactly. this has been a this has been a wonderful conversation and um i hope that it engages us as we proceed with you know some of the other subjects that are coming down down the pike in health chatter which include hearing which is an important topic uh, also we're going to be looking at vaccinations such as COVID, such as monkeypox, such as, unfortunately, polio. Yeah. We're going to be looking at homelessness. We're going to be looking at climate. We're going to be looking right. at polypharmacy. We're going to be looking at all these things. So to all of our listeners, please, please stay tuned. So that wraps up the show for today. Everybody, everybody, Keep health chatting away.